my next guest on Tea Time is Jill Watson, yoga teacher and healer who changed her life to seek one that is more aligned. She has been on a journey from Aberdeen to London and has since been developing her practice at Wazing Park in Berkshire. She shares some of her spiritual beliefs and her work, which is based on the premise to be kind to yourself. It was so amazing to catch up with Jill this week as she really is at one with nature and likes to go forest bathing. She also gives some great tips in this podcast to keep us all calm. She has practiced for 10 years and even picked up a healing technique from James Cato, founder of popular group Faithless. Let's find out more. Welcome. Jill, to tea time with me, Ali Monjack. How are you? Hello, I'm really good, thank you. Good, good. Well, you're you're looking well, aren't you? Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm feeling good. Do you know what? I've um I've been in the lake this morning. Fab. So you've been doing a bit of what is it called? Wild water swimming, or what do you call it? Forest bathing. I think we call it wild swimming. Um, we don't really swim for very long. It's more like go in until you can kind of stand your fingertips freezing, and then jump out again and get warm as soon as possible <laughs> um, it seems to be really good for the skin and it's yeah so I should imagine is it putting like lots of oxygen in places that it needs to put oxygen do you know what I'm gonna say yes like I haven't gone about fully researching this one some people have geeked out on the wild swimming trend and obviously uh, Wim Hof is the guy that's kind of setting the trend um I was listening to a bit of his podcast with um Russell Brand and he's really got the science like tripping off his tongue but um one thing I do know is like your the, the color of your skin when you come out of the water is bright red so I, I think it kind of like you know all the blood like goes to your vital organs so it, it leaves your skin and um, which I'm sure is why you end up feeling brilliant for the rest of the day because it's like you get some sort of organ purification thing going so right yeah. Here's okay, to wild swimming. Cool. Yeah, get yeah. the detox tea. Let's yeah. all go wild swimming. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you don't even have to swim, do you? Because I'd be, you know, probably like you, I'd probably dip in a toe, and that would be it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, a friend came down with me today, and she kind of got in, lost a shoe, was in for like thirty seconds, and was like, "I'm getting out. I'm getting out." Um, I sort of paddle around a little bit and try and build up how long I'm staying in for but um it's just yeah it's, it's over and done with like that but it makes you just feel really sparky alive 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 so alive oh so alive <laughs> <laughs> oh bless you no well that's good and it's really good to be talking to you because I mean obviously you know for a lot of us we're in basically our third month of lockdown really aren't we yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, I I can't remember what the rules have been really. It's just kind of, I think I intuitively felt after November's or around November lockdown time that nothing much was gonna really get going again until. Well, yeah, it's been hard to guess, but I think I sort of was feeling that January might be a bit out of the, out of the game, out of the outer world game. Not out of the game, just out of the outer world game. <laughs> yeah, so on the inner world game, I mm. mean, you know, you must be inundated. I know you're not obviously allowed to give live yoga classes anymore and you're having to do a lot over the 
internet, but you must be inundated with people asking you about well-being. Yeah, do you know what? I've kind of, um, all through last year, there was kind of a core of people that, you know, I think they were like, right, I just know I need this in my week. Um, and there's equally lots of other people that have found it really hard to kind of find the timing to commit to anything, especially feel for parents at the moment, because, you know, if they are at home with kids and homeschooling, um, even though they're dying to kind of take care of their own well-being, the last thing they want to do is spend an hour on Zoom with me at the end of a day that's already been on Zoom with their kids' homework. So, so I mean, it's lo there's lots you can do in small small chunks as well. But yeah, I think I'm just keeping in touch with people personally as well, just to find out how they are and seeing them when they can make it to classes, um, whether that's super regularly or or more ad hoc, because people are just doing what they can at the moment, I think. I mean, you're a great lover of nature as well, aren't you? I mean, you've done yoga outside, you've done all sorts of things, and yet, and now you're wild water swimming, which I think I'll just leave to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little like bit lily-livered. Huh? I said I'm a little bit lily-livered. I think, oh, goodness. <laughs> I'll go out for a walk or a jork, as I call it, in the, oh, yeah. know, the fresh yeah. air. So the, the jork is a... A walk and then a jog, and a walk and oh, then a I jog. Like it. Yeah, I like yeah, it. It's not, it's not a full run, but yeah. So brilliant, um, brilliant blend. Yeah, no, nature is just. It's just it's medicine. It's um, I mean, I grew up in the countryside, and feel so lucky to be locked down where I am with plenty, um, you know, fields and gardens and woodland and and lakes um yeah it's a blessing really so you know I could I've, I've kind of started running again the last couple of months um I think because the nights have obviously been getting a little longer and you're kind of in your house by five o'clock so you're sort of thinking oh hang on a minute you know in the summer obviously you can go outside in the evening and we were teaching classes in in the walled garden last year outdoors you know in the beautiful sunsets but once you come into the winter that disappears and you think oh hang on I need to get out in the morning or midday or afternoon so I've been running and walking and while swimming and we had a little garden going last year but we're kind of I guess in a little winter lull with that at the moment should get down there and start digging a couple of patches ready for the spring veg to go in soon as well. Oh lovely I mean you really are the the real deal aren't you as far as health and well-being is concerned so Let's just sort of take it away from lockdown for a moment. And I mean, I know the story, but how did you manage to end up miles away from home in <laughs> Scotland, in a beautiful place, mind you, Wazing Park is absolutely beautiful, and end up being basically a local, sort of a bit of a yoga guru, really, aren't you? And, you know, well-being person. <laughs> What did um, a little parcel arrived on my doorstep the other day, um, like a late Christmas present that was labelled JW Yoga Buff with little kind of like um, Scrabble letters. So, <laughs> so I think I prefer that to Guru. Um, I don't know what that means, but anyway. Yeah, the yogi known as kind of, I guess, bringing some of the threads and inspiration from that, from that world to to the locals. Um, how did I end up here? Gosh, Ali, I mean, do you want the short answer to that or do you want the whole kind of like... <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I want the whole lot. Why not? I think I think it's important that people should know as well at the moment because you know life does take you on a journey, as we've discussed previously. Um, and sure. life really took you on a journey, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I got a question. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's on some sort of journey, whether they're kind of choosing to consciously um, be with that and let it unfold or, or whether stuff is just kind of hitting them and happening to them. I think we're all, you know, we all have periods of both maybe <laughs> going on. Um, gosh, so I, get, I mean, I've been teaching yoga now since 2012 and I so I kind of I kind of wrap up the yoga chapter in this 10 year 2010 to 2020 oh gosh it's 2021 now um <laughs> the last 10 years really of of my life has been quite deeply infused with yoga and it, it came about quite accidentally just meeting a teacher in Aberdeen that I um just fell in love with how she was working and it made me feel really connected to myself in a different way um and I can come back to that the sort of that chapter but whew, before that I mean I studied German at Aberdeen University I you know I thought I was going to go into I, at one point I was like I'm going to go into broadcast journalism I'm going to go and do a postgrad degree in broadcast journalism so you know at one point I might have ended up on the other side of the <laughs> on the other side <laughs> of this interview and I have I have dabbled with it a couple of times but that idea kind of went out the window and I sort of worked for a local business up in Aberdeen and um and then I traveled for a year in between. And then I sort of found the kind of life dissatisfaction was creeping in. Hadn't really thought like about what I wanted to do and whether that felt very aligned, you know, probably words I wouldn't have used back then, but <laughs> you know, stuff feeling aligned um, on a like energetic level, emotional level. So yeah, I kind of came back, was a bit muddled and lost. And that's where I met this yoga teacher and that, that weekly class gave me a lot of comfort and it sort of inspired me to just begin to explore life again and get a bit more curious about well, what will happen if I try a bit of this and what will happen if I try a bit of this and and I think I always had that curiosity in me but I also had at that time quite a vocal um, naysayer so like part of my inner mentality that was like what would happen if I do a bit of this and then something going oh you can't do that because it's a really stupid da -da -da -da, and like you know just uh, there there wasn't like an inner support system going on when I felt like going in a certain direction it would almost like I would shut the ideas down almost immediately so there was like a bit of a sluggishness uh or you might say you know one foot on the accelerator one foot on the brake that horrible place where you think oh this isn't really going anywhere and and it can be a bit of a loop of frustration that because you feel like there's some potential there but it's not going anywhere and you start to perhaps turning yourself so so yeah this kind of led to a lot of anxiety in the last few years of my 20s which yoga really supported me with and um I'm a Virgo star sign which apparently means a lot of things but um lots of other Virgos that I've met including myself we get quite um I guess geeked out on the whole personal development um <laughs> thing so I started kind of yeah oh are you oh great brilliant <laughs> So I started geeking out on the books, I started geeking out on the yoga practices, it felt really good to move my body with awareness and and it seemed to open up um, or to kind of crack through some of that foggy like you can't do this part of me that seemed to just sort of tone out or 
move to the background a little bit and and then I felt a bit freer to just have a bit of fun and and go and make choices from there so so it went Aberdeen to skiing in the Austrian Alps to taking a job in London to doing the yoga teacher training to doing coach training to you know having a great six seven years in London and then being like okay my country bumpkin self is calling where can I go that's got fields and um <laughs> still romp around doing my yoga stuff and just by grace of timing there was um the couple that owned the estate had had placed an ad saying um we want a yoga instructor to come and live and, and be on site and set up the studio so yeah divine time divine timing with the move to here yeah very grateful to be here <laughs> Fantastic. No, I mean, it, it is it's such an amazing place and I love coming to visit you. I have actually um, endured a whole run around Wasing Park. <laughs> did you, do, you didn't do Endure 24, did you? I did Endure 24. I really, really got... Um, In a team or? I, no, well, no, this, this was the thing. It was Chris Sumner, cheeky, cheeky Chris Sumner. <laughs> I interviewed him because he also does the Berkshire 10k so I interviewed him oh probably a couple of months before that and I, I'd started to get to know him with you know my, my local job in tv and I met his his partner was there as well and he was going oh yeah no you you should really really you know run for charity and um because I met, happened to mention that the charity they were supporting um, a couple of years ago was Living Paintings. Oh, yeah. And to mention that I'd just been there to, to do an interview about some, some other project that they were doing. And he was like, oh, yes, well, no, I think you could really support that, that charity. Um, I'm challenging you to run, um, what was it? Five miles, which is actually 8K. Now, I'd never even run a mile before. Brilliant. So Chris, I can't do this, you know. I didn't <laughs> want to let the charity down. So cut to next scene. Um, I I started training, doing a jork through another friend of mine. Said, look, do a jork, which is a run and a walk, <laughs> and set, build up from there. So I did. I did. Um, and I have to say, one of the things that kept me going that day was the actual fact that it's just beautiful through the mm -hmm. woods and through, I just, oh, where's this going now? You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It does so, sort of, it lures, it lures you out. I mean, I live on the estate, so I kind of look out the window and see the farm and I can sort of see the tops of the trees from my living room window. And if I'm here feeling like the outdoors is calling, I just kind of look out the window and go, okay, yeah. And then I have to just sort of scuttle downstairs and get out there because it feels too like, Whereas I think if you can't see it, it's easier to kind of think, oh, well, that might be a bit of an effort. And um, But yeah, no, the running, the running's good. Have you stuck with it then, um, Ali? Have you stuck with some running? I have stuck with a bit of running. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, yes. well done, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, well done, Chris. I'm, I'm thanking him now. I wasn't at the time. Um, but, you know, it made me be able to just able to to get some sponsorship money for living painting so yeah felt quite, quite achieved in more ways than one well and yeah, what an achievement literally so mm. hmm. Excellent. 
So, I mean, you basically now have really established, haven't you, doing yoga and lots of well-being classes up at Waiting. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It feels it feels um, funny to use that word established after the year that we've just had. Um, but I get, yeah, come, so April this year will be my third year anniversary here. And, wow. um, you know, I do often kind of say like when I arrived, there was, I think there had been a couple of teachers doing one or two ad hoc classes here in the past. So there was maybe a small number of um, people on the database for, for yoga, but um, really we opened the studio doors and started sending out flyers. We had no client base. So it was just kind of like, okay, put flyers up in the local supermarkets and, <laughs> and just, you know, fingers crossed there's um, enough of a local community or, or we can kind of build it around here. So it's been beautiful watching it go from zero to, um, you know, regular weekly students that are, you know, growing in, in their practice and growing in curiosity and, um, you know, I guess as a teacher, your practice is changing all the time as well. So what you're feeling to offer is, is changing, can, you know, it can be very much an emphasis on the physical and then it switches to much more of the meditation or I'm a big fan of mantra, so sound and chanting. Um, so they kind of just have to put up with whatever it is that's coming at them. <laughs> I think that's good so you sort of change it up because you you do a couple of different yoga practices don't you um yeah and no, I sometimes kind of forget the different styles that I've accumulated over the years or not styles but I I've taught prenatal yoga in the past so I've taught mums um pregnant expectant mums and then mums and babes as well which is that's a really beautiful journey to watch um kind of a uh you know woman that's 16 weeks pregnant arriving not kind of knowing anybody else in the same boat and and then going through the whole pregnancy journey and then they come back with their little babe at maybe three months old and um yeah there was probably a group of sort of five or six girls that all met in the pregnancy class and I also became quite friendly with them and that's just like oh yeah like they've literally now they've got two or three year olds and and we used to have a bit of fun oming to them once they came back to see if they remembered the sound from being in mama's belly. Um, and then, yeah, um, Scaravelli is the style of yoga that's really um, influenced me. So it's um, it's kind of hard to describe in a way because it doesn't um, prescribe as much as other styles. In fact, it almost asks you to not prescribe anything too strongly so that you can get more and more in touch with your own intuition and I find that so beautiful and many people when they come to practice they're ready for that like they really are dying to feel that they can connect to their own intuition um, and equally others need a much more structured start so it's just kind of reading who appears and where they're at in their journey and and again maybe that wisdom of hindsight, I, I, I still still meet lots of students that have got that like naysayer aspect that I used to have, like, oh, I'm not sure about trying this, or I can't do these posture, you know, a, a kind of negative engagement, if you like, um, which we all have in some degrees, so not uh, negative as in like it's bad and we should never go there, but just um, not free in terms of being able to explore, basically, so... I think, you know, you, you have to sort of um, embrace 
the negative negativity sometimes don't you in order to be positive is is that right is, is yeah so I mean that's why I would kind of use these words a bit with caution now like positive and negative um meditation work especially is really about kind of wrapping your arms out so broadly across every part of the spectrum um that you can welcome in like much much bigger degrees of freedom and joy and at the same time you can start to approach the parts where maybe it's like oh that's caused me guilt or shame or a lot of pain or hurt in the past and we you know we don't like to approach those emotions normally but yeah really important I think in a holistic practice to to not see them as negative um and although that might make some like logical sense when you say it out loud like yes I want to create space for that and it can be really tricky in our bodies to breathe with those difficult emotions. <laughs> so um, just making it a practice and, and um, yeah, the kind of self-compassion, self-forgiveness that so often is the last place we get to. <laughs> yeah, sort of I, I think it, it is, isn't it? And I mean, you know, I, I think you know, practicing yoga at the moment is is a really important thing to do. I mean, not that I know as much yoga as you do. I, I think I picked up a bit as well when I was last up with you. Oh, really? So, <laughs> what did you pick up? Um, well, I did, I think uh, the first time we met, I think we did, um, I did like a tree position, didn't I? Do you remember? Oh, we should have taken photos as evidence. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's evidence. <laughs> the tree. <laughs> um, of course, you you would have a different name for it. I I call it the tree. <laughs> yeah, tree. Yeah, there's a tree pose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tree yeah, pose. Yeah. Um, tree pose yeah. But you know, I think it it's about you know being in touch with your your physical and mental well being and emotional well being at the moment, isn't it? Really. Um, for lots of people so you know surely practices in yoga should be really good there's so many different um tools and practices in it for sure and I think it's um I think it's really important to to know that you can kind of access quite a few of the ingredients of yoga in short like little five or ten minute bursts and not to feel that like oh I haven't done my big long hour practice or I didn't make it to class this week but you can still do like a hand on the heart return to the kind of tender essence of our hearts really and I think you know that's been really on the surface this last 12 months is that you know the outer world stuff is making us a little perhaps shaky um, and uncertain um, which in the nervous system can appear as anxiety or worry or like pressure in the head or fluttering tightness in the in the solar plexus or across the heart you know it could appear in different places physically and you know as well as, as settling into an hour's practice which is obviously um lovely to just be aware that simple simple gestures can go a long way so um, just placing yeah. your hand over your heart placing your hand on your heart oh I like that. I'm doing that now. Yeah. And there's, um, I don't know if you've heard of um, Jamie Cato. He used to be in um, Faithless, I think. <laughs> I'm probably getting the bands all wrong. Um, anyway, he came here last year. I think it was in February before everything went, what I'm going to call tits up. Yeah. And he came here and did a really beautiful evening 
talk and session with us and and he's got a good sort of cheeky sense of humour that runs through his work, even though his work is now very much about bringing us more towards intimacy with ourselves and more embodied patience, kindness, forgiveness, just... And so I won't forget during that session, he said, oh, you bring your hand to your heart. And then there's a very ancient indigenous sound that we can make when our hand is on our hearts like this. Mm -hmm. And it goes a bit like this. Oh... Hang on, I've got to try that. Hang on, hang on. Oh, very good, Ali. Yeah, I like it. So you know, like the sound you make if a kid like scuffs their knee, and you go, "Oh, come here, like let me see." It's that kind of like you know, being that parent to ourselves. Oh, you can pout your bottom lip if you want. Um, it makes it like yeah, you know, oh, like a kind of like I feel sorry for myself sort of. It's te- you know it's tender. It's like bring us back to that tenderness because so often inside we might feel something. It's a bit vulnerable. It's maybe a bit confronting, and then the next thing that happens is something goes no, just get on with it, or you know you can do better than this, or that you know that's not worthy of feeling, or, or it's not appropriate for this moment, and and then we're kind of cutting ourselves up in different directions and and that's kind of possibly why we need so much knitting back together in terms of our our mental and emotional state when we do arrive on the yoga mat is like oh what have I just been doing to myself during the day so we want to start to let our practices really seep out into each moment each moment yeah each moment like the standing doing the dishes the how pissed off or angry you get with your kids the with the partners with the stuff you haven't kept up with or and it, it's difficult at the moment as we were saying before is you know it's it's a massive pressure isn't it that is on everybody as far as you know um working from home is one thing but working from home and having to do lessons with your kids is you know homeschooling as well is you know it's a full-time job in itself yeah I think I would have to maybe put myself in that environment to like fully see if I could put my own practices into <laughs> into play when that was when that was going on but you know it's, it's also quite important the lens we bring in the first place to that scenario and because it isn't how we're used to experiencing it there can be this like wow this is so different I wish it wasn't happening which as a going in point is already sort of rejecting and saying no to the moment yeah um and so we can just be walking into a situation not having even experienced it with a certain amount of this shouldn't be happening that's a both a belief but also feelings in our body like oh just you know I wish this wasn't happening it could be tightness in the hands or the face or the jaw and that's when the words can start getting a bit sharp <laughs> with the people around us so I think we've got to really witness what what are we going in to these new changed situations with? You know, having worked with lots of different people to do with, you know, well-being and keeping calm and practices. What do you suggest to people, you know, that they can just do? I mean, what the, I love the heart thing. I think that yeah, <laughs> you're going to find me. I'm, going, I'm going actually going to send you a WhatsApp voice Keep message. That one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please do. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. oh. 
exactly you know, that that's me so i mean that that's a really good one i mean what do you suggest to people that they try and take so so many minutes in the day to just try and you know unwind give to themselves i guess yeah 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 it's definitely it is an exchange you know we are being asked to give a lot in different directions at the moment um you know and there can be there, there can be various sort of life pressures moving yeah there's just a fundamental acknowledgement that change is basically constant fundamental acknowledgement that you can find breath in each moment mm. uh, fundamental trust in like how much human bodies not just the one that you're in right now but human bodies that have existed over millennia how much wisdom has been gathered up through human journeying and because this in some way exists in ourselves so there's kind of a wisdom there that you know it might just we might become aware of it in nature when we see the, some birds or we see some deer and we become like sweetly touched by the kind of innocent presence of nature um but to really trust that there's already wisdom in your body, we don't necessarily have to know a whole heap of techniques. Um, if I was going to offer a couple of techniques alongside the hand on heart and the the, the sound. <laughs> Actually, I haven't read the article yet, but I saw one of my colleagues posting um, the other day that the there'd been some research done around vibrations and sounding and how that has a soothing effect on the nervous system. So you know, you could go with the um one or just having the lips together and creating a little mm, little tonal humming bee sound can be very soothing for the, the the chest. You can cover your eyes and do it like that. So a sense of, it's really lovely too, actually, for any overwhelm is just to agree for a moment that you're not going to take anything in from the outside world through your eyes or through your ears and just sound to yourself. So it, it begins to switch up the vibration that's active in your body and always just lengthen your out breath lengthen your out breath <laughs> yeah which I don't think that we we're not mindful are we I think you know we're just not that mindful sometimes is that we don't actually just sit there and think about our breathing do we yeah and in a way we we you know to begin with it can be like a conscious thing you might have to set a little timer to say do your little breathing thing in the morning maybe do it again at lunchtime i i do kind of encourage people to find a rhythm with these practices that works for them so that it isn't very prescriptive and you know there's a lot of esoteric or yoga practices that are steeped in hours and hours of discipline or practice every morning and i think it can be easy to come into these practices and feel like I'm not doing it right like they become another set of tools that we think well I'm not very good at this and then suddenly we're back in that place of, of not being very kind to ourselves so to just like choose something that feels good that's short that's simple um and yeah if you need that structure to begin with you know putting the putting the timer in there or setting up a little accountability buddy zoom call and perhaps doing it together for five minutes um at some point to break up your day probably with a I've got cacao in here so cacao has been a bit of a lifesaver for me the last year as well just um you know something yeah. stuff that soothes is very very important um the whole planet is looking for soothing at the moment so 
to well we are i mean in one on one hand it's been good for the planet all these lockdowns because you know we're regenerating some of nature i mean not all of it because you know we're still burning gas and you know we're still going at a rate with climate change anyway but um it has sort of you know started to to basically re help the planet regenerate because of our new habits of being locked down. Yeah, connect with nature, you're right. I think is the key thing here is, is connecting more with nature and calmness. And also for a lot of people, it's you turn on the TV or you turn, you know, you look at your phone, you look at your laptop, wherever you look, you've got news popping up. I mean, especially, I mean, I do a, a weekly news podcast. So, you know, I'm constantly taking in news. And mm-hmm. if, if you didn't balance it out with that, <laughs> you'd go crackers, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. But I bet you to some degree enjoy that process of digesting and and understanding like what's happening in, in that. You know, there'll be part of you that really enjoys the getting to know what's going on with the latest political crisis in the US or whatever it might be <laughs> um, and, yeah. and there'll be some of this that, that nervous system is perhaps you know I've gone through periods of time where I've been doing a lot of inner work and my nervous system has been too raw to to look at any news or social media it has felt like if I take that in at this moment in time it's gonna just flip me into another layer of worry about something but when I return to being really grounded in my body then I also am kind of like do you know I'm going to enjoy reading about this bit of news this week even if it's a you know edgy bit of news like what's going on at the moment in the states or I mean you know not a lot in the news uh in the last 12 months has been kind of delightful let's say so we all kind of need to deepen our grounding 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 holding those out breaths just to be able to engage sometimes and it's okay to to get overwhelmed it's um it's it's again just uh yeah finding the sweetness for uh, I don't know sometimes I think we're we we get into a little sort of time warp bubble of 2020 2021 and how awful everything's been and and at the moment I've set up quite a strong um connection with some of my ancestors so they're sitting on my temple in in their images and um and I look at them and I think well you know what was what was your life like what did you have to go through like what was it like to just have to um you know look after however many children 13 on my dad's mother's side um and the and the you know and the wars that happened through the through the 20th century and you know way before that there's so many like huge episodes of testing 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 through history that I think for us to kind of root ourselves and stay present that, you know, this is a very challenging time, of course. Um, but, you know, we're kind of made for these times in a way. There's uh, there's probably some ancestors sitting on our shoulders with, uh, <laughs> with some wisdom as to how they got through um, and how we can we can do the same. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, a lot of people have compared the pandemic haven't they to 
a world war, except, you know, we're fighting an enemy that we can't see, obviously. Um, but the, the point is here that, you know, we might be sort of fighting an enemy that we can't see, but, um, and it's tough, you know, having to sit on a sofa. It's tough for a lot of people. I mean, I'm very proactive as well. I mean, I, I will let you into a secret. Sometimes I can't be sat on the sofa. My daughter thinks I've got the energy of a 14-year-old. <laughs> because I just can't go, oh, right, then I'll sit on the sofa. And, you know, um, I'm doing my bit kind of thing. So it, it, it's, it's a very kind of difficult situation. And then, you know, not just me, lots of people start moaning about lockdowns. And, you know, we can't get and be as proactive as we'd love to be. Um, but in actual fact, that's not true because we are proactive and we have things like I'm talking to you on Zoom now. I mean, they didn't have that in World War Two. You yeah. know, what did they do? Um, I mean, I think quite a nice inquiry is to just check in with ourselves. Like how many times during the day are we disagreeing with how things are? Like, how many moments do we find ourselves just disagreeing with what's happening in the moment, whether it's boredom or sadness or frustration? Like how many times do we find ourselves going, oh, not this now, I want, I want something else, I want some other lovely experience that's much more kind of... <laughs> because life just doesn't work like that. And... Um, you know no, it's it's true it doesn't work like that and it's interesting because I think this pandemic has really made us see that life does not work like that you know along with our sort of throwaway consumer lifestyle we thought we could have a throwaway life do you see what I mean um yeah, yeah, yeah. and we can't and you know I mean I don't I mean I'm, I'm only have a few moments where I think oh can I be more you know, because I instinctively knowing that in my role with doing a, a news podcast, that, you know, there are people on the front line working tirelessly 24-7. They are absolutely exhausted. They want a break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they haven't got a chance in, you know, so I think anybody sort of moaning right now needs to try and pull that into perspective god yeah there's there's always the two sides you know like a, a kind of a little a little side whinge to get something off your chest i'm also like a big fan of this just but to, to be aware if it becomes like a bigger bubble that's kind of taking over and moving into the whole space of your day when you could be putting into the space of that day the gratitude the blessings, the kind of pure like joy that my God, I'm sitting on a sofa. I've got central heating bubbling away over there, kettle and water in the tap, like that endlessly fills my belly with beautiful hot drinks, um, a fridge full of food. Um, and also, you know, there's many people in this country that, that won't have those basics. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to be important actually for us to inquire initially this like where am I not being where am I not giving to myself which is where a lot of us engage in these yoga practices it's for self self-care self-care but ultimately we want that to make us useful 
in our communities because again I think this has really been brought to the forefront this last 12 months is you know it takes a village and we live in community and a lot of us long to live in community but we've got these little you know were we were we as community minded before covid or were we still just kind of squirreling away keeping our little lens closed and focusing on ourselves so there's a whole i think you know there's lots of threads we could pull out of covid like things that are going to see that see evolution in a beautiful way and perhaps some more threads to pull that will still feel quite like oh oh my god that's quite hard to take i'm not sure what i'm going to do with that change yeah rather than being on the surface with all those waves it's to get like deeper and deeper and deeper and more present more used to resting in our yeah in our gratitude um these mm. human these human lives they're just they're colorful they're amazing they're full of tenderness and sometimes helplessness and yeah. we should embrace it all shouldn't we really we should yeah 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 and this, this is a practice because it's it's not very mainstream to embrace it all, really. You know, no. still very mainstream to seek for specific experiences, to package your life up like that, and to kind of say, right, I've made it. <laughs> I've got, the, <laughs> I've got the little bubble of things. I've somehow managed to not be affected by the other stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the embrace of everything is, is so important. It is. And do you know what? It's been great to talk to you this afternoon. Great to see your smiling face, Ali. Very warming. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I just I think it's so important just to connect anyway. You know, really, I do. And as I said, I, I think I feel incredibly grateful that we have things like this. You know, I could be in the same room as you. I know it's not quite the same. You know, you've got spanglier cushions than me. that's all right that's fine i will bring one over i will bring a sparkly cut you i've got three you can have a sparkly (laughs) i'm not sure sparkles is my vibe until i get to the summer festival type period um they yeah they they suit they suit you it's very a little a little a little glam in our january gloomy mornings (laughs) afternoons whatever it is you're um a a lot of natural (laughs) a lot of natural in our um gloomy january days so yeah no it's good good to get outside anyway thank you for coming on the show thank you so much might see you on a class perhaps on zoom soon yeah i think you will definitely (laughs) all right ali have a beautiful afternoon Thank you. Bye. Look forward to chatting with my next guest on the Tea Time Sofa this time next Saturday. In the meantime, if you would love to get in touch about having a chat with me, you can reach me on Tea Time at forthenow.co.uk. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Tea Time with AM. Bye for now.